Let me read a handful of recent news headlines about what's going on in real estate right now. Red-hot real estate market freezing out first-time buyers. Las Vegas housing market on fire. Looking to buy a home in Sioux Falls? It's never been harder. 76 all-cash offers on one home. The housing madness shows no signs of slowing. That one was from CNN, by the way. One last headline to share. No end in sight to Rhode Island's dog-eat-dog housing market. What the heck is going on? What the heck is going on? That's the million-dollar question. But we have some answers. Homelight's latest Top Agent Insights survey is out today. And yes, inventory is one of the main topics of discussion. No doubt things are tough, but our survey says things are a little more nuanced than those headlines. For starters, a record number of agents are optimistic about the direction the market is heading. Today, let's go beyond the headlines. We'll talk with three agents who know what's happening on the streets. And we have Homelight's managing editor here, too, to help make sense of the new data. What will it take to balance the market? Are buyers overpaying? What tips can you use to find sellers who are ready to list? We got a lot to talk about, so let's get started. This is The Walkthrough. Hi there, how you doing? My name's Matt McGee. I'm the editor of Homelight's Agent Resource Center. Welcome to The Walkthrough. This is a weekly podcast. We have new episodes that come out every Monday. This is the show where you'll learn what's working right now from the best real estate agents and industry experts in the country. At Homelight, we believe in real estate agents. We're on a journey to find out how great agents grow their business, stand out from the crowd, and become irreplaceable. If you want to get involved in the show, there's a few different ways you can do that. Number one, find me in our Facebook listener community. Go to Facebook, do a search for Homelight Walkthrough. The group will come right up. You can also leave a voicemail or send me a text. Either way, the number is 415-322-3328. If you prefer email, the address to use is walkthrough at homelight.com. Ten years ago, in the market where I live, Tri-Cities, Washington, there'd be about 1,200 to 1,400 homes available most months. Five years ago, it was about half that. Last week, there were less than 200 homes available in our market. Right now, you are nodding your head in agreement. You know exactly what that's like because things are the same for you, I bet. According to our new Spring 2021 Top Agent Insights Survey, 97% of agents say they're working in a seller's market. 97%. I remember one podcast last summer I said all real estate is local and there's no such thing as a national real estate market. I would not say the same thing right now. My guest today is a familiar voice. Caroline Feeney is Homelight's managing editor. She's also the driving force behind our quarterly Top Agent Insights survey. Before Caroline joined Homelight in 2018, she was at Inman for two plus years, so she's been on top of industry trends for a while now. Caroline is here to share data from today's Top Agent Insights survey. It's about 70 pages or so of terrific insights from you 
and your peers. I'll make that PDF available for download in our Facebook listener community. Also joining us today are three agents from across the country. Linda Edelwich, who works just outside Hartford, Connecticut, Chris Martin in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and Lisa Bingley, who works in the Boise, Idaho area. Together, we are going to discuss a few really important questions. What will it take to change things? In other words, what are the levers that will bring more sellers to the market? On the buyer side, how are your clients dealing with the frustrations of trying to buy right now? And how are you talking to them about rising home prices and the risk of overpaying? Maybe most importantly, what can you do to find more listings? Our agents have some great tips to help with that. That is all straight ahead. So without further ado, let's get started. Here's my conversation with Homelight's Caroline Feeney. Caroline, this is our fourth time getting together to talk about what's going on in this uh, crazy real estate market. Every time that we've gotten together like this, we talk about how unbalanced this market is, what a heavy seller's market it is. Somehow, the market today seems even more extreme than the last time we spoke. Yes, that's what the data would indicate, Matt. Um, A few stats for you. Our survey shows that headed into spring, 97% of top real estate agents across the nation were reporting seller's market conditions. That's up from 92% the prior quarter and up from 77% the year before. In addition, 91% say inventory is lower than they expected this spring, so a strong majority there, up from 82% the quarter prior and up from 72% the year before. As for property values, um, 93% say home prices are rising compared to 74% the, the quarter prior. So based on every metric we measured here, we can really conclude that the temperature of the market is, is rising. We have yet to see any sort of reversal in buyer's favor. And this is true virtually everywhere in the country right now, right? That's what's incredibly unusual about this. Not only is the market getting more extreme, but everyone's experiencing the same environment. And that was also echoed in the conversations we had with agents firsthand who are all in very different regions and said, yeah, this is exactly what I'm seeing too. I I posted in our Facebook listener community a few days ago just asking, you know, hey, April is here. Is anyone seeing any signs at all of new inventory coming into the market? I got there were like 10 or 12 replies, I think. And most everybody was like, Matt, you're crazy. <laughs> there's no there's no more inventory coming in. But there were like one or two people said, you know, there's a little sign that maybe things are just starting to get better. And and one of the agents also said, let's just keep in mind that it's only April. So it is still early in what is normally a a very busy season. I think, Caroline, since the last time we spoke, that was in January, maybe the biggest development since January is that people are now, people being consumers, are now starting to get vaccinated. Are we seeing any impact? Did the survey show any impact from that? For sure. You know, more shots are going in arms. Um, That's only going to increase in the coming weeks and months. And we were really curious to hear um, and measure what kind of impact this could potentially have on housing. At least this spring, um, only 22% of agents nationally say vaccines are starting to affect their market. Um, As for what kind of impact they're seeing, 54% of this group say vaccines are encouraging some people to make plans to sell later this year. 
But meanwhile, 42% say the vaccine is bringing even more buyers to the market and just encouraging activity in general, which is, I think, likely to spur just a really busy spring um, and summer real estate season. In the short term, I think vaccine distribution will likely help to fuel both demand and supply um, and maybe start to mobilize some sellers who are maybe being extra cautious about opening up their homes before. Um, But given the inventory situation, supply just has so much catching up to do. Let's uh, hear from our agents because we did ask them when we had our, our, our group conversation a few days ago, we asked them what they are seeing in their markets is, you know, this this rollout of, of vaccines having an impact. So the agents that we're going to hear from uh, will go in this order. Let me introduce them real quick. I gave their names earlier. It first is going to be Chris Martin in Tulsa. Then Linda Edelwich, she is in the Hartford area, just outside Hartford. And then Lisa Bingley is just outside Boise, Idaho. So as you said, we have a a good cross-section of the country, uh, east, center, and west. So let's hear what they each said about what impact, if any, they are seeing in their markets from the rollout of the vaccine. Finding housing and helping people find housing is is obviously important. So people continue to look and we don't do the big open houses like we used to. We don't have you know, large crowds of people. We, we try to figure out how to do things safely, but it still moves forward. And I, I can't say that anybody, I can't think of an example where anybody said, no, I don't have a vaccine, so I'm not going to buy or sell a house. People just do it and they do it safely, as safely as they can. So no, no, no way, shape or form have I seen um, the vaccine having any effect. I, I, I ran into one seller who was older, who said that she had a autoimmune disorder, who wasn't going to put her home on the market until she um, got the vaccine and her house just hit the market two weeks ago. So we wish her a lot of luck and that she's able to move on to where she needs to go. So we've just all been more careful, taking more precautions, but the vaccine coming out and more people getting the vaccine, I think we are definitely seeing more people shopping, but it's retail shopping is what we're seeing right now than we're seeing with just house shopping. I feel like that's exactly what the economy needs. Like, let's spread a little bit of this real estate shopping craze to the other industries that might need it right now. Real estate, cool a little bit. Um, (laughs) In other news, you know, it's a big day today. Um, President Biden has has asked all states to make um, vaccine eligible to Americans over the age of, what is it, 16, 18? Um, All adults, right? All adults. Yeah. So super exciting. Um, And 34% of agents in our survey said that reaching herd immunity um, with vaccinations, they believe will help unlock inventory. But there are some other levers they mentioned as well that would be interesting to explore here. Yeah, I think the question is, right, like if if we're, we're just now starting to see that there's maybe a little bit of impact from the vaccine, hopefully, as Lisa said in her quote there, and as you were just hitting on, Hopefully, more of that normalization of consumer behavior will start to impact what's going on um, in real estate and in you know just our daily lives. But I think if it's if if that's not going to be the huge thing, like what is like what are the other levers that will increase inventory and start to like balance out this market? What did we what did we hear about in the survey? Yeah, so going back to the data, thirty five percent of agents say they actually believe warm weather will be the first lever to provide some inventory relief. You know, the thinking is as spring arrives, you start to see your neighbors put out for sale signs and yards, um, at least in a traditional year, 
Um, I think in your, your four season northern climates, for example, where I am in Iowa, we're just starting to see that that weather really warm up consistently. Um, so I think it's a little too soon to say whether this has happened or not, you know, whether it will materialize in the coming months, um, if it will be like a normal spring season that encourages more listings to come on the market. Um, and then circling back to vaccines, you know, 26% say they actually do believe an increase in vaccines will unlock inventory first. Um, but I think the vaccine impact in some ways has to be viewed as more of a long-term trend to watch. You know, as the world fully reopens, the economy normalizes, could that also snap the housing market back into a more typical cadence? Um, we were talking earlier about how there hasn't really been those seasonal shifts. Um, I think only time will tell, but but that's something to watch for sure. Yeah, I think, I, I mean, I think we all have to like cross our fingers that that all of this plays together to change behavior and get sellers into the market and, and, and all, you know, just help with this, this situation that we're in right now. When we had our conversation with the, uh, the agent group uh, a few days ago, I thought it was interesting when we talked about, you know, if not the vaccine, what might it be? All three of our agents wondered if the, the, you know, the recent interest rate increases, like what the impact of that would be like, will that impact seller and buyer activity enough to create more inventory. Why don't we listen uh, to what they said about that? So first is going to be Lisa and then Chris and then Linda all talking about the potential for these the interest rate as it inches up to maybe have an impact on the market. What I'm wondering is as the interest rate starts to go up a little bit and you know usually when the interest rate goes up the prices naturally have to come down because your buying power is less. Then if we start to see any drop in prices, I bet you anything, we're going to see people wanting to capitalize on that value, that money, that not real money, but money that they have in their their equity in their home. And then we might see an influx of people selling, which will help kind of level us out a little bit, or at least provide some more inventory in the market. There's two drivers there. One is uh, home values, home prices. If they continue to increase at record levels, and uh, if the average sales price in our area, you know, has gone up 20 to 25 percent over 24 months and an interest rate that goes up to five percent, five and a half, five and a quarter. Those two things are going to drive enough people out of the market that inventory will balance itself uh, at, at some point. So that to me is at least a year away, you know before we even start approaching that balanced market again. I don't really see that being a deterrent um, here right now, even for the next year. I, I don't see that really being a deterrent for buyers necessarily until we, we maybe start to tick upwards of like four and a half percent or so. Then, then I, I, I think that that's when we're going to start to see a pause and just a reevaluation of then what that purchase price has to look like. And then to Chris's point, prices will have to come down. So from hearing the agents there, Caroline, it sounds like they're, they're maybe expecting that interest rates will have some impact if they continue to inch up. But again, it may not be for a year or so. That's what Chris and Linda said, which reminds me of the conversation we had three months ago about interest rates. And everybody just agreed that there's not going to be a real significant impact until it gets to like four or five percent. So it's interesting to hear them echoing that as well. We also talked uh, a couple of days ago with uh, Lisa, Linda, and Chris about new construction, right? That's a huge issue across the country. Uh, Linda said that she thinks that will be potentially a big lever to get a more balanced market. But if I recall, all three said there are some trouble issues with new construction as well. 
Correct. They all spoke to in their markets, builders facing barriers. Um, namely, they don't have enough lots to build on. They're having trouble finding construction labor. Meanwhile, lumber and other uh, material prices are skyrocketing. Um, there was a period of time during the pandemic when a lot of lumber mills had to shut down. Um, back to our survey, you know, only 9% of agents say they were confident that new construction would provide inventory relief in the immediate future. Um, you know, houses take time to build and replenish and builders are facing a number of setbacks right now impeding their progress. There, right. There were issues related to like the permitting timeline, how long it takes, as you just said. Um, and I recall also, uh, I don't remember who it was that said this, but one of the agents we spoke to said that the builders in their area, they are no longer selling homes until they're finished because they don't know what the cost of all that material is going to be, which is just just sort of speaks to the challenge that the current situation is having on builders as well as agents. Right. In the span of time it takes to build a home, the cost could increase in that time alone. That's that's insane. We have been talking uh, mostly on the seller side about the inventory issue. Let's switch over to what is happening with buyers. I saw a headline recently. I don't recall where it was buyers are getting frustrated and dropping out. Might that be another thing that helps create balance in this market? You know, when you hear stories of homes selling 100K over asking, receiving 20 plus offers, that certainly doesn't sound like an environment any typical buyer would would be happy about. Um, You know, my fiance and I, we bought a house in Des Moines, Iowa in 2018. We thought conditions were pretty competitive then um, and found it to be kind of intimidating um, as first-time buyers, especially. And luckily, um, we were able to view and make an offer on a home um, the day before it was set to go live on the MLS. We did end up bidding a little bit over asking to sort of encourage the seller to take our offer. But you know, I don't think we'd have that luxury now of being the sole bidders. Um, even in, in the Des Moines area, you know, we're not in Seattle or San Francisco. So even in these, these smaller metro areas... Um, you know, so, so certainly we're in a, in a different market now. Going back to the survey, headed into the spring, 13% of respondents said they believe frustrated, frustrated buyers will eventually step away, helping to put a little bit less pressure on inventory. You know, that's not a huge number, but I anticipate this trend could grow as prices become truly outrageous. Yeah, when we spoke with uh, agents a couple of days ago, I remember Lisa talked about this specifically. So let's listen to what she said about her experiences working with frustrated buyers in the Boise area. I am seeing some buyers drop out because they think it's just stupid. And that's that's the words. These prices are stupid and I'm not even going to I'm not even going to do this right now. They're going to wait for things to calm down, they'll re-enter the market later, but they're not even going to this whole outbidding other people and the competition of all of it and overpaying for properties, they they're not going to have it. And so we are seeing people just say, no, I'm not interested. Chris and Linda also said they're seeing buyers bulk at the pricing wars that are happening in the market now. And Chris made a really interesting point that when first buyers drop out, there's a minimal impact on the market because they they don't have an existing home to sell, right? But when current homeowners drop out because buying is so difficult, that directly translates as less inventory. And in our survey, we found nearly 70% of agents believe sellers aren't selling because they have nowhere to move to. And all th- when we talked to, with the, the the three agents the other day, all three of them talked about that when they are when they are 
talking to people who might be willing to sell, might be in position to sell. Maybe they need to downsize or they want to get to a different part of town or a different part of the country. The quite where do they go? Right, like that is the real challenge at this point um, on on that on that issue. One of the things too that all three of the agents emphasized is that this is the time you really have to be like over communicating with your buyers and sellers. One of the thing on the buyer side, one of the things that they are talking about a lot is what Lisa just said at the end of her quote. She mentioned that buyers are frustrated with overpaying for properties. That's one of the the areas of communication that both Chris and Linda also talked about. Did the what did we hear in the survey about this idea? Is there like fear? Is there concern among agents that their clients might be overpaying right now? Yes, 67% of agents in our survey, or about two-thirds, um, expressed concern over this exact thing. If you think about it, when you purchase a home at the right value, at fair market value, and then let's say something happens in a year or two, maybe you get laid off, you realize you can't afford the home anymore. In that case, because you didn't overpay, you can probably sell um, with your skin intact, right? You might not make a huge profit, but you can also probably avoid a serious loss. Um, but what happens if you got caught up in one of these bidding wars, you intended to stay for 10, 15 years, but end up having to sell in one or two? That's, I think, the more dangerous territory. You know, will your sale price in that case cover your outstanding mortgage balance and selling expenses? Or will you potentially owe money on that transaction? Um, we recently conducted a survey on our blog, which found that it costs on average $31,000 nationally to sell a home. Um, accounting for all the taxes and fees involved. Um, so when you don't have time to build that equity and you've overpaid in the first place, the margins can be pretty tight. And what you just said, that's that's really important because Linda, I remember when we spoke the other day, Linda talked about this specifically um, where she had a client that was thinking, all right, I'm going to be moved, but I'm only going to be moving and staying where I am for about three years. And that sort of raised a red flag for her. So let's listen, uh, talking about this idea of the timing and the potentially overpaying for houses. Uh, first is going to be Linda talking about how she she was uh, having this conversation with the buyer in the three year situation, and then we'll hear from Chris also talking about you know who needs to who needs to buy versus who just kind of wants to buy. So Linda and then Chris, let's listen to what they said. You know, most of my buyers look at their housing dollar budget, you know, monthly housing dollar budget and kind of look and say, is that number in my, you know, budget box that I've allotted to live on? And does it make sense for me? And if it does, and again, if they have to purchase a home, they're they're going to be willing to go ahead and do that because a lot of my buyers are looking at their homes being, you know, long-term 10, 10 plus years or more. I, I had to talk to a buyer who was really looking at a, a three-year situation. And I said, you really want to buy right now? I don't really think this is, you know, your time because you are going to overpay. And I don't believe I'm going to be able to sustain this sales price when you go back on in the future. That's the big difference is who really needs to jump in there and, and get a house, who's got the motivation and the, and the means to make that purchase, and who's just that casual buyer that, oh, I would never pay list price for anything. I'd, and I would never, ever pay over list price for something. I, I hear that. And I, I'm, I'm hearing that from people. And that that's that may be the new normal is list price is just the starting price. And that's what it looks like. It's going to be in my market for uh, at least the foreseeable future. I would say at least, at least in the next 12 months, that's, that's the new normal in my market is 
that list price may just be the starting price. Lisa made a really great point that ultimately the buyer has to decide if the time is right for them and, and how long they plan to stay somewhere. Um, it's not the agent's role to be you know, the bad guy. You just have to educate them on, on what the risks are when prices are, are doing what they're doing. Um, and no one has a crystal ball. So you just have to make the best guess that you can, um, do what's right for your current financial circumstances and, and try to play, you know, play it as smart as possible given how crazy prices are right now. Yeah, we've been trying to figure out when things are going to start to change and get back to, quote, normal, whatever that looks like. Who knows what it's going to look like? Um, and it just it just it continues to surprise, I think, both of us that even when we think the market can't get any tighter, it continues to get tighter. Hopefully that will start to change. Now, for agents, obviously, the big question at this point is, you know, what are you doing right now to find new inventory? And we asked uh, Linda, Chris, and Lisa about this. And, and I remember when I asked them this, I said, you know, not that you ever want to pressure sellers to get into the market if they're not ready, right? But I said, you know, what are you doing to find those sellers who might be ready to sell soon. So let's listen to what they said. Uh, Linda talked about reaching uh, out-of-town owners, and then Chris and Lisa also had some advice for agents to help find new inventory. So it's Linda, Chris, and then Lisa. I'm looking at you know out-of-town sellers, you know people that own property and they don't live in the area and they've had a rental property. I would say if I'm doing any sort of target marketing, it would really be sort of targeting um, that market, I, I tend to get come list me calls and a lot of uh, referrals. So I don't necessarily have to go out and, and find my inventory and I can stay pretty, pretty active um, listing properties two to three per week. I like to use what uh, we call COI, CMA, and I get my COI list out, go down three or four, five a week and print up a CMA of the person's neighborhood, not of their house in particular, and just put a handwritten note in there. Hey, looks like uh, your neighborhood's doing really well this year. Hope things are great. Let me know if I can do anything for you. Drop it in the mail. Every time I do that, you'll get, you'll get a phone call. Somebody say, hey, man, I see my house is, our neighborhood's doing really well. And they just want to know a little bit more or they want to talk about it. But the handwritten note helps uh, tremendously with that. One thing that's been real successful for me um, in picking up um, additional listings is I actually instituted putting all my clients on the HomeBot um, automated like CRM system, that's been a real fan favorite uh, because they are receiving their updated value once a month. The funny thing is um, I do send a disclaimer before I even put them on that system. I actually sent them all a personal email that said, you know, the value is not going to be accurate. They've been $40,000, $50,000 off because the market's moving so quickly. If you want a value on your home, give me a call. And on the topic of finding more inventory, one interesting stat from our survey was that 17% of respondents say agents should continue to work really closely with builders in the coordination of new home sales. Um, oftentimes, you think of getting new listings as working with existing homeowners, right? But um, and of course, new construction is limited for the due to the challenges we've we've spoken about. Um, but if you're bringing buyers to builders in your area regularly they may also be encouraged to keep building and be willing to, to refer listings to you for any buyers who come their way. Um, you know, Maybe th that buyer also needs to sell their home, but they don't have an agent yet. So cultivating those relationships with builders was another um, key takeaway from our survey as far as agents finding inventory and also helping to get buyers in homes. 
Yeah, I think that's a good point. What stands out to me from from what you just mentioned about, you know, working with builders and what Linda, Chris, and Lisa said is that, I mean, this feels to me like a time that agents really need to have their eyes and their ears peeled to like what is going on and where are the opportunities to find sellers? Where are the opportunities to find homes for their buyers? It Like you really have to be uh, on your game right now with what's going on in this market. We always, Caroline, like to end the show with talking about like, I'd call it like the optimism stat, like how are agents feeling about the market? When we spoke with Linda, Chris, and Lisa, all three of them said that they are optimistic about how things are going to go for the rest of the year. But admittedly, there was like this little nuance going on that, you know, yeah, I'm optimistic, but if I was strictly a buyer's agent, things are really tough and may not change anytime soon. What did we hear in the survey about agent optimism? In the survey, 84% of agents say they do feel optimistic about the year ahead. Um, This was up from 64% pre-COVID, actually. Um, And it also represented an all-time high for our survey. We began tracking this stat in 2019. Um, So yeah, there are challenges to this market, but that isn't necessarily creating a gloom and doom environment, at least among the nation's top agents. And one thing I recall about our conversation with Lisa is that even on the buy side, it's extra rewarding when you get the opportunity to to win, have the winning bid on a house that's had so many offers. She said it feels like winning the lottery, um, getting the chance to to see that buyer move into their new home and how happy they are. Um, so there is an element of, of this being an extra rewarding process, even though it's it's very challenging on the buy side right now. That part right there, uh, what Caroline was just talking about, totally relatable. When I'm on Facebook, my feed is filled with agents like you, you know, celebrating like party time when their buyer gets a win in this market. You can totally feel the joy in those posts. I love seeing it. Caroline, thank you so much. Great stuff from our spring 2021 Top Agent Insights Survey. If you want to take a look at that, reminder, check our Facebook listener community. I will make that PDF available in there. Let's do our takeaways segment. This is what stood out to me from today's conversation. Takeaway number one, the agents we spoke with are not yet seeing any impact on inventory from people getting the COVID vaccine. It might just be a bit too soon. In our survey, 22% of agents say the vaccine is impacting their market. And of that group, 54% say that their sellers are still hesitant, but they are making plans to list later this year. So that's good news. Takeaway number two, as Caroline mentioned, 35% of agents expect warm weather to be the lever that brings more inventory to market. Another 26% are optimistic that those continued vaccinations will spur more sellers to list. Takeaway number three, another 13% of agents think frustrated buyers will drop out and that's going to help create some market balance. You heard Lisa, uh, she told that story about her buyer's who are giving up because the market is, quote, stupid right now. Chris and Linda also said that they have heard the same thing from some buyers in their markets. Takeaway number four, all three agents had some great advice for finding new listings in the current market. Linda suggested contacting out-of-town owners to see if they are thinking about selling that rental property of theirs. Chris is mailing what he calls a neighborhood CMA, to a handful of people in his database each week. He includes a handwritten note, and that has earned him a few calls from homeowners who want to talk about possibly selling. 
And then Lisa suggested HomeBot. It's a service that sends out something like what Chris is doing, but it's more of a, I guess, a monthly update on your client's home value. And then takeaway number five, as Caroline said at the end, 84% of agents are optimistic about where the market is going. It's the highest that number has been since we began doing this survey at the start of 2019. Bottom line, yes, the headlines seem scary, but really things are a bit more nuanced than what a lot of buyers and sellers are hearing. Okay, if you have questions or feedback about today's episode, you can leave a voicemail or send me a text. Phone number is 415-322-3328. You can send an email to walkthrough at homelight.com, or you can find both Caroline and myself in our Facebook listener community. Go to Facebook, do a search for Homelight Walkthrough, uh, click the join button, and uh, we will welcome you in. If you're listening to this podcast, you should be in our listener community. All right, that's all for this week. Thanks so much to Caroline Feeney for joining me. Thanks to Linda Edelwich, Lisa Bingley, and Chris Martin for joining us this week as well. And as always, thank you for listening. My name's Matt McGee. This is The Walkthrough. At Homelight, we believe in real estate agents. We're on a journey to find out how great agents grow their business stand out from the crowd, and become irreplaceable. Go out and safely sell some homes. I will talk to you again next week with another walkthrough. Bye-bye.